This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Jessica Simpson reflects on four years of sobriety and what she's learned about herself and her addiction along the way. Plus, inside Ben Affleck, J-Lo, and Jennifer Garner's joint family outing. And Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin share how they make marriage work. It's November 2nd. Hello out there. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Tuesday. The world smells like pumpkin spice, and there is a lot of interesting news flying around that we are going to get into. For starters, we got an update to the deadly shooting on set of Alec Baldwin's film, Rest. Now, Dave Halls, the assistant director of the film, who reportedly yelled cold gun before handing Alec Baldwin a firearm, is speaking out. In a statement obtained by the New York Post, Hall said, quote, Helena Hutchins was not just one of the most talented people I've worked with, but also a friend. I'm shocked and saddened by her death. It's my hope that this tragedy prompts the industry to reevaluate its values and practices to ensure no one is harmed through the creative process again. Last week, Halls told investigators that there was a lapse in gun safety on set and admitted that he did not check each round like he usually does. The investigation into the shooting is ongoing. Now, in another dark bit of news for you, a little more info is coming out about Brian Laundrie, Gabby Petito's fiancé and a suspect in her murder. His remains were found last month in a Florida nature preserve, and the preliminary autopsy reports were inconclusive. But now, according to the Sarasota Herald Tribune, an officer involved in the investigation says that Laundrie probably died by suicide before authorities even started looking for him. That said, final autopsy results are still pending. In much lighter news, Kristen Stewart is engaged. The Spencer actress announced that she and Dylan Meyer, her girlfriend of two years, are planning to marry. Stewart, who's 31, broke the news on The Howard Stern Show, saying, quote, I wanted to be proposed to, so I think I very distinctly carved out what I wanted, and she nailed it. (laughs) We're marrying. It's happening. All right. And now, guys, it is time to dig in. And to help me do that today, I am joined by People.com's Adam Carlson. Hi, Adam. Hi, Janine. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Well, sticking in the world of relationships, Haley and Justin Bieber are opening up about theirs. The couple, who are 24 and 27, respectively, have been married for three years. They've recently talked about starting a family and are getting candid about their ups and downs on an episode of the podcast In Good Faith with Chelsea and Judah Smith. So one headline that's making the rounds is the fact that the couple apparently went through a patch where they weren't on speaking terms. I mean, who hasn't? But (laughs) Haley kept it vague and alluded to the fact that she was responsible for the rift. So let's take a listen to what she said. When we were younger, this is a guy who was telling me to my face, I really do think you could be the person that I marry and someone I can really see myself having a family with. And then Mm -hmm. I did something that really hurt him. And I think that kind of maybe took that idea 
Mm, she didn't go into detail about what she did, um, but she said it was something very immature and stupid. So obviously, you know, they're really young. What what do we know about their relationship, Adam? Let's take people back. Yeah, so as Haley's kind of alluding, they've really had their ups and downs. They're married now. They're on a good course, as they're talking about in that podcast, but that wasn't always the case. They actually met, and I love to remind people this because it blows my mind every single time. They met when she was 12, and I mean, he's not much older than her, but at a fan event when he was super famous, like they met so long ago. <laughs> That's how far back really their connection goes, if, if you think about it. And then, of course, they were connected to their church community, which remains a really strong bonding thing between them. And then they they, they were dating, they had a falling out, they reconnected mm-hmm. in 2018. And 2018 was really the whirlwind year for them, because not only do they reconnect and then get engaged, they get married really quickly. I think they got married two months after they got engaged. Um, and it was one of those classic um, go to the courthouse and get married uh, legally before they had the big celebration. Yes. I remember all the back and forth about that. It was like, were they, weren't they? And we got, you know, the exclusive news that, yes, they, in fact, had tied the knot. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they had, of course, a traditional ceremony later, and it was beautiful and all of that. Um, but I just remember that whirlwind year, like you talk about, like there were all those images of him, you know, spotted out, doing lavish, over-the-top romantic gestures, and then crying and, and looking really depressed and, you know, all of those things. It was just so much happening. And both she and Justin, you know, opened up on this podcast about his mental health struggles over these past years. I realized it was like some serious healing I needed to to go through in order to get to a place where I could be in a healthy, serious relationship because I had a lot of trauma and scars. So I just committed to working on those things and getting healthy. And luckily, Haley just accepted me as I was. Even when we got married, there was still a lot of damage and hurt that I still needed to work through, but you've seen my heart through it all. And Mm -hmm. um, I could cry thinking about it. Oh, Bieber, don't cry. Well, Haley also opened up about what it was like on her side of things. She said she would never, ever give up on him. Listen to that. I was in it. I made a decision. I know for a fact that I've loved this person mm-hmm. for a very long time and now would not be the time to give up. I'm I'm really struck by the candor and the honesty, not just between them, but on the podcast in public now. Um, mm-hmm. Contrast that with, you know, for years we'd heard from people around Bieber about his issues with fame, his emotional ups and downs. And now he's really owning that story in his own words and talking about um, not just what he's learned about himself, but what he needs to move forward. And that for me is always like the first sign of growth. And I think that that's key to to a healthy marriage. It's been three years for them, you know, hopefully more to come. Um, But it's really them speaking kind of in their own shoes about what they've learned about themselves. And I think that's always powerful. It is. They sound so mature, despite how young they are. And those would be some beautiful babies, right? Well, shifting to my favorite couple of 2021, J-Lo and Ben Affleck. So, Benifer 2.0, as we call them, were spotted trick-or-treating with Ben's ex-wife, Jennifer Garner, in Malibu over the weekend. So, what's your initial reaction to this, Adam? Are you surprised? I mean, it, there were a lot of exclamation mark slack emojis being used when this popped up at work yesterday. <laughs> um, just because it's it's like... Three super famous people all together for Halloween. But is it really a surprise for us? I mean, you know, no, we've known from Ben and Jen Garner for years. It's all about the kids with them. It's all about family, even though they haven't been together Mm -hmm. now 
for a really yeah. long time. Co-parenting is really important for them. So it wasn't a surprise that, that they would end up finding a way to focus on that. Yeah. And, and a source told us that, quote, everyone gets along and the focus is always on the kids and that the kids are friends. So what else do we know about this particular outing that just happened? Um, you know, we know that they wanted to have time to let their kids enjoy Halloween. Ben's working, mm-hmm. but he had he had the time off for the holiday. They wanted to make sure they got that that special chance. And you know, we know that that this is not the first time that's happened, right? They've had family outings. Yes. Uh, ben <laughs> with his kids and and Jennifer Lopez's kids. I have to keep the gins separate. Um, yep. And and J Lo, she's given some gifts to Ben's daughters. Um, and everyone seems to to get along really well. well I love your your note about keeping the gins separated, but it was it was Ben and his gins like out treating. <laughs> wow. Well, um, this has come so far from the moments that we were hinting at it and and wondering and hearing the rumors, and now they're trick or treating, co parenting, mm-hmm. and all of that <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. And and Leah Remini, who's J Lo's bestie and hosts People Puzzler, uh, recently stopped by the show, and I asked her about their relationship and how they even came to be Instagram official way back in July when she accidentally posted a picture of them together after a party she threw. So here's what she said. Apparently it was an accident. Let's listen. What happened was I am so sensitive about acknowledging all of my friends and people Mm -hmm. in my life. And my caveat to the photographer was make sure you add every single person who was at my party in oh, my video. Nice. And I just kind of included them only because I was be trying really to be respectful friends. of all my guests. Right. Yeah. Like, I said, that's what I said to the photographer, just include everybody. I want to acknowledge that everybody took the time to come and we celebrated together and laughed together. And, you know, and so that was why I didn't know that it was going to be, like breaking thing. news, yeah. you know, it was like, so not what my mind was thinking about. I yeah. wasn't thinking about posting about Jen and Ben, you know what I mean? And, and unfortunately that's what it became about. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, if, and if you've been to her now, we are grateful for it because we all knew and it was great to see them together. Next up, more with People's Adam Carlson and his breakdown of Jessica Simpson's revealing new post about addiction and sobriety. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Well, hello again. I am back now with People.com editor Adam Carlson, and we are running through the top headlines. And the last one I really want to get into with you, Adam, is everything we're hearing about Jessica Simpson. So yesterday, the singer and business mogul posted a throwback photo to Instagram from four years ago to mark her sobriety. She captioned the post in part, 
This person in the early morning of November 1st, 2017 is an unrecognizable version of myself. I had so much self-discovery to unlock and explore. I knew in this very moment, I would allow myself to take back my light, show victory over my internal battle of self-respect and brave this world with piercing clarity. So what else did she say that stuck out to you about all this, Adam? The first thing that really grabbed me was that uh, she uses the word unrecognizable. This post, I mean, she really is sharing a side of herself that I think very few people publicly had ever seen. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. her message is resonating. This photo truly is showing her at a point, I think, that no one had seen before. And she's really looking back to mark how far she'd come. And the other thing that really struck me was that for her, it's about opening up the definition of um, substance abuse, of being an alcoholic or dealing with alcoholism. Um, everyone's experience with substance abuse is their own. But for her, she wanted to show people that um, it's not just about stigma and shame. Um, once she was kind of able to get over that and do some of that um, that internal work, she realized mm-hmm. the drinking was almost secondary. The drinking was a way for her to hide from some of the broken parts mm. of herself, um, some of those parts of herself that just needed some love and attention. Yeah. And and of course, this isn't the first time she opened up about her sobriety. In 2020, she was on the cover of People and talked a lot about how she used alcohol to help cope with past sexual trauma. And she also talked about the same morning she referenced in yesterday's post and how she was so drunk that she didn't remember getting her kids dressed for Halloween or getting herself ready. So so what else do you remember from that story? Because that was really, you know, what what blew the lid off of everything. Yeah, that's kind of her lowest moment. And that's that November 1st, 2017. That's everything that's happening outside of the frame of that photo that she just shared on Instagram, which she talked about in in our cover story. Um, She woke up the morning after Halloween and she was like, what's happening? I've really lost control here. I'm I'm really worried about what my kids would think. I'm really worried that I don't seem to have the frame of mind to be around my children. Mm. She got her her friends together and she said, like, something's got to change. And if it's the alcohol that has to change, then the alcohol is out. And then she really quickly set up a regimen with doctors and with therapy to start working through what was behind some of these unhealthy habits. And then, of course, you know, with us um, and in her memoir, uh, she really goes into what she learned from that process about what the alcohol helped her cope with. Some of the sexual trauma you talked about, the overwhelming pressure of being famous for as long as she's been famous. Mm -hmm. And it seems like she's in a much better place now. And, And she wants to continue to share her story, which I think is so powerful. Yeah. And the fact that she's doing this and she is a mogul, she oversees a billion dollar clothing empire. I mean, she authored the book, Open Book, that we talked about and is working with Amazon on a scripted series about her newlyweds show with ex Nick Lachey. So he actually spoke out about her journey yesterday, telling Radio Andy that he hadn't read her book and had no plans to. I I lived the book. You know what I mean? I know what the truth is, so I don't need to read it. Uh, read someone's version of it in a in a story. You know, I I, I know it. I lived it. So, no, I, I never read it. And he went on to say, she is doing her thing and I'm doing mine, and that's the way it should be. But Adam, I have to ask you this. Could you resist reading your ex's book, like knowing how big of a part you play in it? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, this is where I have to admit to like all of my personal flaws. I absolutely <laughs> could not. You know, it's like if I if a, a genie were to grant me three wishes, I would not wish for riches. I would not wish for more wishes. I would wish to know everything people said about me as soon as I left the room. Um, I mean, it's truly one of my biggest problems. But, you know, Nick sounds like he's in a great, healthy place. Um, as he alludes to, he and Jessica had their own 
their own wild kind of romance and marriage. Um, yeah. Which, you know, uh, and it's, it's theirs, right? And he's like, I've, I've moved past that. So is she. But so we are the complete opposite, Adam, because <laughs> I am like the most stubborn Taurus you will ever meet. And like, no, I could care less. I'm not reading it. I'm not, Ooh, even, I love I'm not even letting him think I read it. <laughs> <laughs> That was People.com editor Adam Carlson discussing Bieber and wife Haley, Benifer 2.0, and Jessica Simpson's sobriety journey. For more on these stories, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. Although Halloween is over, there are still laughs to laugh. And this time, Jimmy Kimmel is back with his naughty Halloween candy prank. It's become a season favorite as kids' worst nightmares come to life when parents fool them into thinking they ate all of their prized Halloween candy. I got hungry in the middle of the night and I went downstairs and I ate all of your Halloween candy. I thought you were on a diet. Did Papa ate it? Papa ate it. He didn't get diarrhea. (laughs) He didn't get diarrhea. That is a hex you do not want. (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes, man. Talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.